a lot of times when people want to incorporate their careers into social media, they overthink and think that it has to be professional. Right. It doesn't have to be. An no. iPhone is perfect for making content. World, world, your oyster. What's up, everybody? You're listening to World Your Oyster. This is your host, Paula Sanders, and I am here with our producer extraordinaire, Mr. Phineas Ellis. Hello, Paula. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, what's up? So I was so excited to introduce our community to you, the man that makes our episodes sound so good. Thank you. I'm excited. It's How? been a joy working together. <laughs> it's just, oh yeah, let's talk. No, I, I like, I, I think I called Phineas like 50 times on Thursday night. I thought you were going to drop me as a client. No, absolutely. <laughs> Look, the uh, podcasts are personal. Yeah, totally. You know, they're personal journeys. They're totally. like, you're putting yourself out there. They're vulnerable. People close to you are listening. Mm-hmm. We were just talk, talking off the air about how people, you're surprised that people listen. I am not surprised people listen. <laughs> you are. It's uh, So we we hold these things close to our hearts, as we should. And so we care if something's going to screw up. We do. We do. But it's okay. Working with Phineas has been such a great joy. I think it's so fun that he's on my couch today. And the reason why is because I honestly needed to learn how to properly set up the studio. I've been trying to do it on my own since, you know, Mo kicked us in the butt and left. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that, so I'm sorry if any audio sounds bad for the next couple of episodes, but the good news is, is that now Phineas, he just put me through a boot camp uh-huh. and I am ready to go. You are. How, how are you feeling about my skill level at this point? You have tenacity and focus. I'll give you that. <laughs> if it, it, what you lack in technical prowess, you have focus and tenacity. No, no, no. Actually, very impressive. You do something that I don't do with a lot of other shows that I work with which is you set up the studio on your own. You have a home studio. I do. And so you record it from your wonderful apartment. And it's like, that's impressive. That's a whole nother lift. That's another added complexity. There. Yeah, it's interesting when I when I thought, okay, there's so many things I didn't think about when I decided to do this. Like I, we actually weren't even gonna use a producer. Yeah. But um, when I started to think about doing this, like going to a studio was not, was not an option like an option for me. It was like, let me just, I want to bring the people into my home because I feel like if we don't, it's going to feel manufactured in a way. And every single guest that's come on, they're like, wow, I, t- I like, I didn't think I was going to open up like that because they felt so comfortable because they were in my home. So it's a little trick. Uh, absolutely true. Yeah. And and you hear it on the show. Yeah. We're, we're, we're having you a good time. You can't not be vulnerable when you're on someone's couch yeah. and it's, you know, and it's shot like this. It's a testament to you. It's a testament to the environment that you create. And it's something that a lot of podcasters strive for is like, yeah. how do we make our guests feel comfortable and open yeah. and invited to express things that they haven't expressed on other places? You have a lot of high profile people on the show and they've mm-hmm. probably been interviewed many times. So getting them to go somewhere else where yeah. they haven't really gone is a rare, a rare gift. All right, how are you? Are you enjoying it? I am. Let's do a check in. Oh my you're, gosh. You're, you said on your intro, I think last week, a couple weeks ago that passing 15 was a big milestone for you. How are you feeling now? I'm feeling good. I'm in this new like exploratory phase with the podcast, right? Because for 15 episodes, it was Mo and I, and it was incredible. We were having so much fun together. And now I'm on this journey of like, do I do this by myself? Do I bring in a co-host? Where do we go from here? So I'm trying out a lot of different things, which for me is fun because I get to be creative and, um, I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. There's things that are so much more challenging than I ever would have thought. You know, when I envisioned doing this podcast, I totally thought, okay, well, you know, you hit record, 
you finish the episode and, and you put it out there into the world and everybody just listens. <laughs> I didn't realize that, you know, you can put that shit on Spotify and unless you tell people, no one's going to listen. Totally. So that was a whole part that I like really didn't even think about. I totally, I don't know why. I mean, that was just foolishness. Or I guess actually when I started, I didn't care if anybody listened or it yeah. was more of just like, let's figure out how to even turn on on the equipment and then we'll think about who's listening to it. So, you know, that's that's the part of the of this podcast journey that I think is, I have the most room for improvement to grow because it's like now all of a sudden I have to be a marketer. And I did, thank God I went to school for advertising, marketing, communications, but that was like, you know, 150 years ago. So I'm um, learning how to market this podcast, which is another great skill to be, to be had. I don't think you're giving yourself quite enough credit. You say, I thought that, you know, you just launch a podcast and people will listen, but you've also expressed to me many times that you're surprised that people listen at all. <laughs> this is true. And so, but it's interesting. It's that, it's that double, you're of two minds about it where you're like, I'm surprised by how much more goes into having a successful podcast. Yeah. But you're also surprised that people actually are in, interested in listening to the content that you create. And so yeah. it's both. You definitely have to tell people that it exists and then people For have sure. to like it. But also... There is value in just putting something out there. No, absolutely. It's funny. I guess when I was thinking about it, I thought that maybe a bunch of different strangers would listen because like right. I, I like when I was younger and I was dancing, like I I had a, um, a YouTube channel where I put, please nobody look me up on YouTube. I actually, I this weekend I was in Florida and I was with my uh, husband's younger, uh, his, his little niece. And I think she's nine years old and she's obsessed with YouTube. And um, I, I, she started watching the podcast on YouTube, which God bless. I don't even know what she's watching, but she started then looking me up on YouTube and there's a millions of dance videos on there. So we have to figure out how to scrape those off the internet. Absolutely but not. I'll be, I'll be. It's so bad. It. No, it's yeah, actually yeah. really embarrassing. It's like, it's really embarrassing. But anyway, you know, when I, when I was doing that, I noticed with YouTube, like you get this crazy reach of people and it's just a bunch of strangers. So yep. that's kind of what I, I guess assumed with the podcast is that yeah. you put it out there and like, you know, people from, Zimbabwe to New Zealand to, you know, Alaska would start listening to the podcast because I don't know, there's something weird in the universe that like spiders these things out. But the truth is, is that's not true. So you really have to push it out. I mean, it, it's it also does. a different time. It's a different time. When you were uploading those videos, that was oh my God. a I different think, time. Yeah, I don't the, even know what, what device I was using. The explosion of content creation over the last several years is significant. Yeah. I love that you mentioned, I'm bringing up that episode again, where you were celebrating episode 15. Yeah you know, it's definitely worth celebrating because people people like to say everybody has a podcast. And I like to, and the people like to ask me all the time, aren't you worried? Everyone's got a podcast. Isn't it saturated? I'm like, podcasting is saturated with crap. Yeah. Everybody's got a shitty podcast. <laughs> and, and when you really dig into it, mo most people don't. You know, yeah. most people, many people, I will give you this, many people have thought about having a podcast. Yes. Very few have done a podcast. More have tried a few episodes and realized how much work it is <laughs> or or how much emotional, the, the emotional journey of it mm -hmm. and, and opted out. But not very many people have created a show from scratch and yeah. done 15 to 20 to 50 to 100 episodes. This might even be 20 today that I'm recording, actually. It's, yeah. I think I it mean, is. I mean, it's serious. Yeah. And it's a snowball. Yeah. It snowballs. Yeah. yeah. No, we're having a good time. And I think 
one more thing that's been really beautiful for me is that it's kind of like, I never expected to be as vulnerable as I've been. I've never expected to actually talk about some of the things that I've talked about. And it's interesting because like I said to you, but when we were um, off the air is that my family is listening and, you know, it's really brought up some interesting things with my family that some of the conversations were actually kind of hard to have afterwards is my, you know, my mom or my dad be like, why are you, you know, but it forces us to talk about these things that maybe we were never going to talk about. And even if it's difficult to have these conversations with your family or your friends or your brother or sister, you know, it's great to have those conversations because what we've learned over the last six weeks is to how to love each other better. Mm. It, yes, of course, it did start on like the back end of a fight because of whatever, mm -hmm. but like, we talked about these things and we opened up some old wounds and we learned how to fix them, which I never anticipated that being something to come out of this. So I'm like, I'm pretty excited about that. Let's keep opening up those wounds, baby. I mean, this is a long form place to express yourself. Yeah. And people can listen to what you have to say about a thing uninterrupted, which with mm -hmm. family is difficult. I'm speaking for, from, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just challenging. Everybody's families are complex. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me, you know, when if you're getting vulnerable every week with a new person, they're going to pull something different out of you that you didn't expect. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard for your family to pull new things out of you because they're your family. You yeah. Know? But they're like, oh, my gosh, I never I've never knew that you felt that way. Exactly. When you said on episode seven with Elliot about whatever. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's cool. It's yeah. a it's an interesting byproduct. Yeah. No, it's been it's been an incredible journey. And I thank you so much for being um supportive and constantly championing for us to keep moving forward and to also deal with me and my neurosis and all of the things that, you know, are Paula Sanders. <laughs> you know, I'm excited for what I see as chapter two a little bit. Yeah. You know, chapter one was you and Monica and chapter two is, you know, still forming a bit, but yeah. it's trying out new co-hosts and yeah. the ever me encouraging you to just be a solo act. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> you know, I, I know we're trying out new co-hosts, which I love and are, the co-hosts are fantastic and and maybe one sticks, which would be, which would be amazing. But the backbone of the show is you. Yeah. And I think that's an exciting thing. Even if you have a co-host, the backbone is Paula. Mm -hmm. And I like to remind you and just in general that people are coming for Paula more than they're coming for the guest. Yeah. Guests are great, but they're overrated. <laughs> they just are, right? Like, and, and we usually, we stress so much, not you, but in podcasting, we stress so much about let's get great guests. And- and we sh and you should and we should and and that's a a beautiful element of world's your oyster is you get really dynamic guests and you bring but the most compelling thing about world's your oyster is that is the things that you get out of your guests and that yeah. they bring out of you yeah it's not where your guests grew up and all those things the coolest moments are the moments uh, that are like personal to you and personal to your guests yeah but the through line for the show is not your guest. So if they if people love one of your guests, then they come back and then they don't like the next guest. They're going to okay. that's that's fine. Yeah. If they like they're going to they're coming back for you. Totally. You know. Totally. If they listen to 100 episodes, it's 100 episodes of Paula. <laughs> that's a lot of Paula. That's a lot of Paula. <laughs> so anyway, it's something to remember like we love our guests, we love yeah. guests, but the the backbone of the show is the host of the show and I'm excited for chapter 2 which is Paula holding the mic and 
owning it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Phineas. Absolutely. Do you want to get into the pearl in your oyster this week? Please, please, please. Oh my God, this is exciting. Why don't we get into the pearls of our oysters this week? I want to hear the pearl of my oyster. Wait, is that the pearl in your oyster? Yeah, let's make it that. Oh my God, okay. Dun, 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 dun. Phineas has listened to so many pearls. So God, I am dying to know what is the pearl in your oyster? Okay, the pearl in my oyster this week is I have been feeling overwhelmed this week. Really the last two weeks of some overwhelm and I haven't really been able to put my finger on what it is. You know, I, busy life, personal life, mm-hmm. family, relationship, you know, all of life's things. But when I would look at it, nothing was over the top or on, on you know, out of the ordinary. You, I was just feeling sort of general anxiety. Mm. And I'm not prone to general anxiety, but I've just been feeling general overwhelm. And the problem my oyster was like, as the week was closing out and I was able to remove myself from my work for a bit of time, spend a little time with friends, reflect on my week. And I realized everything is perfectly normal. And I think the pearl was my realization this week, and I've had this realization many times, of like, nothing is as bad as it seems. So funny that you say this, because I have been saying for the last two weeks, I don't know where it came from, but my response to everything is, everything is figureoutable. Totally. And if it's not figureoutable, then then you're then you're fucked. But like, everything is figureoutable. Totally. And as long as you have your health. Yeah. Your family's health, yep. the people you love, as long as everybody's healthy, everything else is figureoutable. Unless something is really actually going down, everything is fine. Exactly. And I had that, I had a real pearl moment where I was like, I really had that realization after a, like a, a, a hard push of a two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that was a pearl. Good. I well, opened the oyster and there lay a pearl. There lay a pearl. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling a little bit less underwater and sometimes the scaries happen. I get that it's way just too. Scary. It, was just, it was just a moment. You yeah. Know? The so. scaries and the smads. They get the sads and the mads all together uh-huh. for no reason. But then I jump right back in because yeah. I love it and yeah. it's what I love. But, you know, it's just part, it's part of it. Totally. Part of the process. Okay, give me your pearl. Okay, so mine is way, nowhere near as serious, but um, so I had to go to Florida last weekend for my husband's mother's 70th birthday. And I was excited about that, you know, from the jump, but it's it's crazy that it was a crazy travel morning. I actually old school pawed it up. I had a I had a big event Thursday night and we were leaving on Friday morning. And um, I stayed at the event until 2 a.m., which I don't do. Uh, but it was it was an epic one. I could actually, I'll, I'll tell the story of that night on another episode, but I didn't even have anything packed. Mm-hmm. So I st- like stroll in at 2 a.m. Like I'm stuck in my dress. Nathaniel had had a couple of drinks, so he couldn't even get the back on that, la- whatever. So I end up like, <laughs> I, I, got, uh, I got on the plane. I hardly, I don't even know what I packed. And like, I slept the entire plane ride. So I basically teleported to Miami, which was amazing. By the way, we should really start working on that technology. And um, as we're getting off the plane, I was like, because my mom, backtrack a little bit, my mom actually spends four months in Florida every year. So I haven't seen her since Christmas, which is a long time for me and my mom. She's my best friend. So she was supposed to start her journey back to New York on Friday. So we finally land in Florida. And I'm like, I look at Nathaniel and I'm like, am I really not going to see my mom? Like, this is crazy. How far away is she? Can we like try to convince her? Because it was like the first time all week that I really got to realize that 
I was going to be in the same state as my mom, even though Florida is gigantic. How can we make this happen? But like, I kind of, I was exhausted and I kind of just like let it go. And we get to the the parking garage or whatever, like where the people come up for the, to pick people up. And I'm on my phone, like hardly paying attention. And all of a sudden I see my mom hop out from behind her car. It was like the cutest thing ever. So she surprised me in Florida. I had no idea. Like Aww. no idea. So I screamed bloody murder. Like, ah! and then I got to spend 48 hours with my mom, which was just, Ugh. it was the best. So that's the pearl of my oyster. And I'm so happy that she's now back in New York and I get to have her back all Amazing. the time. She's miserable to be back, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's a all different good. experience. Completely different experience. She just wants to be in Florida playing golf and yeah. not having to handle any responsibilities. But it's a very basic yet sweet pearl in the oyster I love this it. Week. I love it. Yeah. I took it serious. You took it sweet. Exactly. You got to have a yin and a yang. That's why sometimes I feel I need the, the co-host. But, you know, we're going to we're gonna see how it all goes. Well, I got to get Phineas out of here, unfortunately. I can hang out with Phineas all day because he really, like, zends me out. He's got the chillest energy. So if anyone ever needs to take a chill pill, like, just hit me up. I'll put you on text with Phineas if he's got the time for it. <laughs> love it. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. I'm a texter. Uh, amazing. Yeah, Are you? I'm, a texter. I, I don't, I'm terrible at texting. Well, I'm going to get Phineas out for the day before he, you know, he, he it's Sunday. You got to get out of here. Thank and you. my guest is coming and it's going to be a good one. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack. Phineas, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Paula. See ya. Bye. Andy Claric is the Gen Z real estate broker based here in New York City, who has taken the social media world by storm, amassing large followings on Instagram and TikTok by showcasing some of the most luxurious properties in the city, all from his iPhone. But Andy's social media success is more than just viral videos and pretty pictures. His innovative use of social media has allowed him to sell million-dollar homes, paving the way for a new era of real estate professionals. In fact, his work has caught the attention of none other than Ryan Serhant, the star of Million Dollar Listing and founder of the real estate agency Serhant. In addition to his work in the industry, Andy is also Ryan's co-host in his new podcast, The Business of Influence where they share insights on how to succeed in the fast-paced world of social media and entrepreneurship. So sit back, relax, open up that damn TikTok app, and join us as we dive into Andy's journey, learn about his tips for success on social media, and get a glimpse into the future of real estate in the age of influencers. Andy, welcome to World's Your Oyster. Thank you. This has been like <laughs> months in the making. It has, it has. We first chatted, I think, three months. Four months ago and we talked about podcasts. It's so funny because I literally, I am at the, the stage of my life where I'm not down to make any new friends ever. <laughs> and uh, I see this adorable young man sitting at a table. We were at the Ned. The Ned. And uh, we were like, hey, can we sit with you? Don't worry. I'm not going to talk to you. I've had a long day. I don't, I don't want to talk to strangers. And he was like, me either. <laughs> and then two minutes later, we, I think we talked for we two hours. Time. <laughs> the entire time. Neither of us wanted to talk to each other, but uh, you know, sometimes the universe does that to We were you. so transparent too from the start. We literally told each other, let's not talk. <laughs> let's not talk. Like, I've never started a social interaction that way either with saying like, listen, I don't want to talk to you. We don't have time to waste. We don't have time to waste. But it was, uh, we, it was meant to be, I'm so happy that I decided to have a conversation with this young man because I have been so impressed since meeting you. And it's, you. it's funny with like, you know, the younger generation, sometimes I'm like, oh, I just don't get it. I can't relate. But Andy has really changed my mind about these Gen Z kids because oh. after leaving the conversation with him, I really 
I admired the way that his brain worked. And it really felt that his message that day was that as long as you have a cell phone, anything is possible. And even still after I met him, I was like, yeah, sure. But like, whatever. And then I went and I looked on his social media and I was like, wow, he really has made like the impossible possible. I mean, this boy, man, I shouldn't call you a boy. This man, (laughs) he is selling million dollar real estate from his cell phone from TikTok. I know some of your backstory, but why don't you just give a very quick backstory of how you got to New York, and then we'll talk about how the social media kind okay. of wraps into that. Yeah, so I went to college. Uh, I was going for dentistry. Uh, yeah, so random. I don't think I told you that. I think you might have I actually. Did? Okay, okay. <laughs> Do you have dentists in your family? or uh, My grandma's a dentist, and I, I will say she probably was the reason why okay. I was going to do that. I don't know. I do like teeth, but I don't know if I want to work as a dentist. Okay. <laughs> So uh, I went to school and did all that type of stuff. It wasn't really my vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I struggled a lot in school, actually. So I dropped out. And when I dropped out, I moved to LA with the uh, idea of that I was going to become a DJ. Something creative. I don't know. I was like lost. <laughs> like so lost. Uh, but I started making YouTube videos then. And that was like horrible. That I was too stressed out about details and everything being perfect that it became such a task. To what do type videos. of YouTube videos were you making? It was vlogs, lifestyle. Okay. And uh, it, it, they weren't just, they weren't good because I was overthinking it. And then I eventually moved to South America because I was working in the music video industry. I started working in film. And I think that's how I ended up where I am here today. It's what I learned working in the film industry that allowed me to apply it to real estate. Okay. Yeah. What, what are those things? I think it was Virgil Abloh said something to me that… Or not to me. What am I saying? I, I wish. was about to say, okay, he just got way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> not to me. Since I, I saw something online. I wish he said this to me. But I saw something online that he was saying that like… Creativity doesn't have to be fully original. You can take something and make it 30% original and then it becomes your thing. Absolutely. I mean that's how most artists live their whole life. Even fashion. I mean every, every modality. It really is all imitation in some way right. or inspired by inspired something else. Inspired by. Yeah. And for me that was a huge break to realize that because I was so focused as I said in my YouTube videos. I was so focused on making original content. Mm. That it was becoming a burden. It was a, a chore. <laughs> so when I realized that working through film that everyone uses inspiration for their projects, I started doing that with my social media too. And then it started to pick up because I was putting out a lot more content and it wasn't fully original, but I was putting something out there. The most difficult thing is starting today. Once you once you start, then it gets so much easier because you start getting a hang, you get your style. So you're in South America and then you get to New York? How do you get to I, New I go York? from South America to… Miami. And then COVID happens. Everything happens. And I just didn't want to spend the rest of my life in Miami. I, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale. So so when I got to New York, I uh, was working in the film industry. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a different format here. Not It's more long format. Didn't love it. But fell out of love with film. Mm. Uh, and then I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So um, I'm a realtor now, obviously. Yes. And I sat down one day and I wrote three columns. One of them was the happiest people I know, my skills. And then the other one was the richest people I know. What was even your motivation to put this list together? I and, just wanted and to make those three columns. What was, do you remember? My passion is in making content and interacting with people. Okay. I really love interactions. It's not in selling apartments. Right. It's, it's in the interaction that I, the relationship I build with all my clients. It's, it's in that, in the social media. Yeah. So I wanted to do social media in a way that was profitable more than just social media, but as a 
and I say this very, it's the wrong word to use, but a, a real career. Mm-hmm. Because social media is a real career for a lot of people. Totally. Yeah. It's, in, it's incredible. But I, mean, I wanted something more traditional career, but that I could incorporate social media into. And why not collect double paychecks? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> why not? I mean, multiple streams of income is the only way to really get rich nowadays. Yeah. It's, I mean, you have to true. do it. You have to. Especially in the city. Everything is getting more expensive by the day. Honey, I know. We were just <laughs> talking about it. He's taking me to see apartments after this, yeah. actually. <laughs> the <laughs> studio is going to be changing soon in a few weeks. Not because I wanted to, but, well, but that'll be for another episode. <laughs> we'll see you soon, guys, with another one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you soon. Um, okay. So, so you get here. You, you start to make this list. So the three columns are… So the th- first column was uh, happiest people, my skills, and then the wealthiest people. Okay. Because I like nice things. So I, you need money for nice things. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, and I like well-designed things. And obviously that comes with a price. So <laughs> I had to ha- include that column. And obviously I want to be happy. And I know my skills. And my passion was in video and meeting people and talking. Yeah. So I made this list and eventually connected everything. And it was like real estate. Uh, the the happiest people I knew were like my mom. She's architecturally designed, like inclined. Uh, and then my friend's dad is a developer. Lives very happy too. So I, I decided real estate was like my niche. And it wasn't something that I just randomly picked. In college, I had a I signed up for a minor in real estate. Okay. I signed up though. That's as far as that went. <laughs> <laughs> didn't make it to the classes. Or no. you, did, uh, you didn't go. No, no. I was oh. only there for a year. So I didn't even get to take those classes yet. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So you decide… I'm going to go for this. So you, I mean, obviously there's some steps required before you can just start selling real estate. You have to take the course, right? Yeah. You have to pass an exam. So I, I didn't do it right away. Oh, okay. I didn't do it right away. I continued being unemployed in the city and living a lavish lifestyle for no reason. And now at this t- point, you have both a TikTok and Instagram, yes. right? Do I don't have, have the following yet. You don't have the following yet. I have a tiny following okay. uh, compared to today's numbers. Yeah. Um, and, and what are today's numbers? I think probably like 200,000. I think two, definitely 200,000 on uh, TikTok. Yeah. I like TikTok because you can be a little bit more frivolous on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can you can just post as many just... videos as you want. I feel like I need to be a little bit more mindful on Instagram. Okay, so I 100% agree with you. And we <laughs> have to talk about this okay. next conversation right now. Okay. Because first, first I want to get down to like how we ended up in real estate. Yes. And that's what you just said is very important because… A lot of times when people want to incorporate their careers into social media, they overthink and think that it has to be professional. Right. It doesn't have to be. An no. iPhone is perfect for making content. But okay, so we'll go back. Uh, I had a dream. So I didn't go directly into real estate. I had a dream one night. And I was in, in that dream, I was a real estate uh, salesperson, right? And I sold all the apartments in Manhattan in this dream. And I just could not find a perfect apartment that I was happy selling. Uh, because they were all gone already. So my sister's an interior decorator. Okay. She's big on TikTok too. I think she has like 2 million followers. 2 million <laughs> followers for the sister. Oh my god. There's something in the water at their parents' house. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in in this dream, my mom who was an architect was the architect for the building. Okay. I was a developer salesperson. And my sister was the interior designer. And we built this beautiful building. So then the next morning I was like, okay, I'm curious. Like real estate keeps on popping up into my life and in my head. So why don't I go buy a real estate book? So I went to Barnes & Noble's, purchased a book. Got my license within a month. And then started posting architecture TikToks. Architecture TikToks. Yes. Okay. Very yeah. niche. Very niche. And it, it was just something I liked. I like the I just love New York architecture. It's yeah. Well, you're so like cool. a Renaissance man. You're like, <laughs> you are definitely don't act your age. You don't like you're not inspired by the things that young people are inspired by. I mean, you love like vintage furniture, I do. vintage clothing. I do. I, I am definitely a, a collector of that type of stuff. I, yeah. I love it so much. It's, it's I yeah. don't even know. I, I guess it makes sense though now to know like your sister's an interior designer, your mom is into architecture. Well, yeah. So like 
you know, I would say you're probably not like talking about the most basic things at the dinner table as a kid. No, I got really lucky. I I mean, not even that. It was just like the internet was, I was, I think I was born at a perfect timing for the internet Mm. because I was, I had a childhood where the internet did not really exist. But then I had the internet when I started getting curious about life. In your formative years. Yes. And I started Googling things and, you know, watching YouTube videos. And I learned so much through there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the amount of content that's on YouTube, like, I, w- I mean, I, I don't spend any time on it now. I really should. But, like, there is some interesting things on YouTube. You can learn we don't do know anything. if it's true or not, but we hope <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But, I mean, you can get so much out of YouTube. Yeah. So much knowledge. It's, I, I don't have the college education, but I don't feel like I need it because I have access to all the information in the world. That's okay. So, you answered my question. I was going to say, how do you feel like running around in the circles that you run around with these very influential, wealthy people that have, you know, gone and graduated from Harvard right. or wherever and you don't have a college degree? I don't mention it, actually. You don't mention it. I think it's something that's uh, not important to my life. I always believed that if you want to learn to do something, you can go out and do it on your own. You don't need a teacher to teach you it. I agree. Uh, and now with TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, like I said, it's even more… It's easier now. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that education for some people like me has negative sides to it. Both of my parents haven't gone Mm. to college and they have had amazing successful careers. So I really Mm. feel that it's not something that's necessary right now. And I, I am, I mean, I have my degree and it's a wonderful thing that I have it, but I don't use it at all. Mm. But I truly think that even after going for, you know, a bachelor's degree that you learn so much more by throwing yourself head first into Mm -hmm. a business that like, I think that if I had kids, I would prefer to spend the $100,000 or $200,000 on giving them a business to work for. I agree. And start on their own. And if it goes somewhere, great. But if it doesn't and it doesn't, that's fine as well because you're going to be spending that money anyway in your child's right. education. You might as well allow them to give them the space to fall. Yeah. <laughs> and to learn. And I think that that's, you know, now look, you're not even 25 years old and you're a couple of years into your career. You have a credible, incredible career in, uh, in real estate and you're not even a quarter through your life. Yeah, I'm so excited for the rest of my life. (laughs) I love that. See, that's amazing. So you start this architecture TikTok before you even have the license or you have your your real estate license. It was kind of… It overlapped at the same time. I started uh, at a small brokerage after I got my license. It was called Mayel Real Estate. Mm -hmm. Love them so much. It was actually one of the most difficult decisions of my life moving to the new one. Just because… It was just like, they're the people who taught me everything. Right. So How did you find them? Or did they… Through a friend. Through a friend. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so I was at that brokerage and I realized that in New York, people don't really have too many options as to where they live unless they have like a bunch of money. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) totally. I know. (laughs) And a lot of people are really confused and lost because there's just so much involved in real estate in New York. Yes. So I went deep into it and I started learning everything and making so many mistakes and literally lying about my experience to people just so that I could help them get apartments <laughs> yeah. so I could learn. Do you ever find that people are hesitant because you you are so young and you yes. look so young. Do you ever find that people are like, no, nah, I'm not going to listen to what this They actually is say saying. it to my face. They say it to your face. Yes. And to me, that is so insulting. It's and super It's so insulting. insulting. But that's okay. I understand. I, I, I would probably be a little bit sus too of a guy who looked my age because I don't look 24. I look a little younger. You look a little yeah. younger. Yeah. <laughs> you do. I would be like, huh, why is this 16-year-old in a suit selling me an apartment. (laughs) No, but it's usually… Whenever they say that, I just tell them, listen, if you're curious to learn more about me, go on the internet and look me up. And then you'll see the things I've done and 
I'm surrounded by so much talent that if I ever have a question, I can just reach out to one of my right. colleagues and ask them and they're super experienced people. Yeah. You have the small following when you're at your first firm. How do you then get to Sirhan? Because I would assume that that's when you start to really dive into the, the social media game as well. Yes. Right? When you're working with a media maven himself as well. Well, I actually, I was already like into it. Oh, you were it. in it yeah. already. Okay. So I got… Uh, scouted by Cody Boone. Okay. Uh, essentially, he saw me on the internet. <laughs> He's standing over there. Uh, he saw me on the internet and uh, he invited me to like hang out, right? Okay. And uh, we became friends. And then he was like, oh, like I can introduce you to Ryan. And Ryan saw one of my TikToks, which was like a video of me like barking and meowing, which was like super I, silly. I watched it. Yeah. Last <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> that video got like 12 million yeah, views. Literally 12, 12 million views. Uh, Ryan saw that video um, and then he emailed me the most. Simple email ever. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he emailed me. He was like, hi, I'd like to meet you. Uh, would you like to come to my office or something like that? I don't remember. It was on my birthday too. So I was like, huh? Yeah. I thought okay. it was spam. Like I thought okay. someone was trying to scam me. And uh, I go and I meet him, I think a couple days later. And it was fantastic. It was like the best conversation I've ever had. Yeah. So I'll, think, I'll never forget. I walk into the room and I'm like, hi, I'm Andy introducing myself. And he's like, I know who you are. And I was like, whoa, okay. this is weird. <laughs> like okay, I used cool. to watch him on TV yeah. and now he's in front of me. And so then, you have yeah. the first meeting. I have the first he meeting. He loves you. I loved him. Yeah. And I mm. did, did the transition to the new brokerage. And now when I transitioned over to this new brokerage, I got the opportunity to join a fantastic team. Yeah. One of the top teams in the company. Um, and it's very tiny too, which is fantastic. And I've just been like a sponge absorbing all the knowledge I can every single day since I yeah. joined. So now to manage your time and your schedule of obviously the day-to-day -day and the ins and outs of a real estate broker, which is a job obviously in itself, how are you finding you're able to manage your time between getting the content that you need to get and create for yeah. Instagram and for TikTok uh, amongst the many other tasks that you have to do to sell the real estate? Yeah, so I, I think that's the 25% that I haven't figured out yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so trying to figure out how to manage your time. It's, it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want to have a social life. I'm, I'm so young. Mm -hmm. I, I have to I have to date. I have to meet, make new friends. Like I have to do all that stuff too. And then I have to do the social media, which is a full-time career. Yes. And then I have to do the real estate stuff, which is a two-time career. <laughs> like right. It's so busy. And you're also doing not just real estate anymore now. I feel like you're also do, you're diving into lifestyle a little bit more yes, as well. I'm trying I see to like you have the partnership more. with Pret and you yes. do some fashion stuff, which is so cool. Yeah. So it's it's really honestly so, so cool. I can't believe it's real. So now, how do you decide that you're going to start really leaning into the TikTok to sell your… When I sold an apartment on TikTok. When was that I, through your barking video? Uh, I don't remember which one it was through, but I mean, I got connected to Ryan through my barking through video. Barking. Like, it, it's just crazy to me that. We'll put that video in the show notes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's so silly, but um, it, it, it's it, that just goes to show you that the internet, literally, and a phone can give you endless opportunities because I am not in the same social circle as Ryan Serhan, the top broker in New York City. No, uh, I am nowhere. We don't share any friends. Like back then, now we do, right. but back then I didn't share any friends. So how was I ever going to get connected by to him? Through social media, that's the only TikTok. way. Yeah. Yeah. And people hesitate so much on posting there when like your life could literally change, change. tomorrow. I know. The, you said that to me. Yeah. And I just and I just started posting whatever I wanted that day. I'm like, if yeah. I'm making pancakes, I'm gonna post it. Exactly. But only on TikTok. Not but on Instagram. That's perfect though. <laughs> I love that you said that because I I, the, I guess an answer to your question, how do I balance everything? Is I just document. I don't like to create content. I don't call myself a creator. Mm. I just document my lifestyle. And I like to surround myself with beautiful people, beautiful apartments, mm -hmm. um, 
beautiful views, everything. So my content will, you know, be nice because I'm around beautiful things. Right, which are yeah. very lucky. But even still, it doesn't have to be that way. Like if you're not selling million-dollar homes, you can still make great content. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I watch on TikTok where pe the people are in very normal homes. And they oh, look yeah. very normal. So like, just just press record. Press That's, record, yeah. Just press, press record, record. And, and start doing it. Start doing it, uh, and and you do you shoot most of the stuff for your TikTok and your Instagram from your iPhone. Yes. I am very anti-professional camera. Uh, I really love the iPhone. I think that's all you need. Right. I don't think you need a gimbal. The iPhone is good What's enough a gimbal? for like to stabilize it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I just think the iPhone is such such a good camera. How do you come up with your inspiration? Do you hold a like a, a schedule, a calendar? Do you have a specific way that you go about posting? Mm -hmm. Can you dive into that a little bit for yeah, us? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a very technical person. Uh, I like. Uh, structure a lot, uh, which is why I think I like real estate. It's a very structured, uh, you know, process. Mm -hmm. I started out by copying content, and I think that's totally okay because you need to get the ball rolling, you know. Uh -huh. And if you don't get that ball rolling, you're not going to get anywhere. So I started by kind of copying content, but adding like one personal touch. Right. So whose content were at those that stage? were you really liking and mimicking on David your... Dobrik. Okay, David Dobrik. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's a fantastic creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he has literally made like millions off of social media, which is like Crazy. incredible. Yeah. Does he do like the fast talking like you do or well, no, or that's your thing? He, so he does one thing that I, I started doing it like uh, to like kind of like imitate him, but then I actually started doing it in real life. It's just the way like I do it. But he does like, he like laughs. A lot. Uh -huh. And everyone loves the noise of laughter. Yeah, so like, it it's makes like you it makes you happy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I used to do that a lot. Um, but like my stories and stuff are very much his style. It's basically just showing the audience something cool because everyone wants to see something cool. It's Especially like, real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. I'm just. I showing posted people. real estate TikTok last night, and it's gotten like one of the best views that I've gotten. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> real estate TikTok is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, it's a massive thing. Yeah, mine was like about how terrible the real estate. Is. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a community for that too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> there is. There is. Totally. But uh, I was just uh, looking at David Dobrik's videos and inspired myself. Uh, eventually, I'm, I'm not copying him anymore. I've developed my own style now. Totally. But as I was saying, I'm very technical. So I have four different structures of videos that I repeat in my social media. Mm -hmm. Just because we have, like you, we have multiple careers here in the city. Yes. Uh, so I don't have time to be creative all the time. So these four skeletons, that's what I call them, I just repeat them in cycles. Right. So that's the one like, hey, yeah. can you show us an apartment or whatever? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's so you picked up on it. Yeah. So I there's did. one so where I'll be like this. Yeah. Moving my hands and then there'll be text around me. Uh, yes. It's, it's like then there's one like typically it'll be you and another person and like somebody will I think the one that there was a few, one I watched where somebody called you or they bumped into you and you're about to go up into an apartment they were like can I oh, see yes. it? Oh yes, that's the that's a new that's format. That's a new format yeah. and that's when you run through the apartment yeah. which I think is amazing. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that style. It's the energy. <laughs> yes, the energy, but it's also like it shows you how gigantic these apartments are too. Yeah. And and that one actually is inspired by another TikToker that's very viral. His okay. name is Caleb Simpson. Okay. And I mean, it's the same format he does. I just added my flair to it by making it like a realtor instead of like going into… Because I'm sure you've seen the videos. He goes into people's houses. No. Oh, no? Well, I I'd recommend you… I TikTok. You check it that's out. That's why I like cool. was just on yours. Like I, <laughs> I, like I said, after we met, I looked. And then last night, I looked again. But… Um, inspired by someone else. I started by kind of like imitating a little. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to develop it into, you know, my own style. 
Uh, and I tell everyone, if you're interested in doing real estate TikToks and stuff, just copy me to start. So now you put those videos out there in the world and you you now are getting inquiries. Well, yeah. Now I, I get so many inquiries. Uh, whenever like one video goes viral, it's crazy. Uh, and are and they verified, qualified leads? A lot of them are not. Okay. Because a lot of times they're from out of the state and right. they don't realize how expensive the city is. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like telling me so they want Do you have like, an assistant that takes care of those inquiries for you? I, I have a, a system that I, okay. I filter. Uh, so I have a website, andycleric.com. Okay. And you fill out a form and uh, it basically like it spits it onto an Excel sheet and yep. then it just categorizes it. If there's no budget for something in the market that I can help you with, I'll right. let you know. I'll be like, hey. Oh, so they fill out the full form. Yeah, yeah. They fill out the full form. And then uh, if, if I can help you find something, I'll reach out. I mean, but what a way for you to start to build your, your contact list, even if that's not someone that's looking at buying something now. Yeah. Who's to say that in five years or 10 years that they're not going to be looking to buy real estate in New York City? Yeah, yeah, no. is kind of brilliant. I mean, it's… You're putting all of those in your database, right? Even if Yeah, totally. Yeah, I have an Excel sheet with like probably, oh, probably like tens of thousands of names and emails and Look phone numbers. Look at number. that. Yeah. Which is also cool because it, it, it's really cool… When people, when I get to meet the people, we already have a relationship. Right, totally. Yeah, because they already saw my content. I, I, it's a one-sided relationship when we first meet, but then it's so much easier for me to develop the relationship with yeah. them because they are already open. They already kind of trust me because they saw my content already. Well, and also I think because you are very much so, you've created an online personality for sure. Mm -hmm. So they already feel connected to this online person. Yeah. You know, it's like, and how did you go about developing that character? I think it was… It's, it's just, just me. Yeah. I'm such a corny person. Because <laughs> like, it is. It's so corny. Yeah. I love it though. <laughs> yeah. I, I like… Even the cute little like laughing like it. It's just, I love it. I don't… It's because like honestly like I don't… I take it very seriously but I don't take stuff very seriously. Right. <laughs> like I take my job seriously but I'm not gonna be stressing out over stuff that we can't control. Yeah. So I, I like, like to take it easy. Be corny. Have fun. Goof off. Yeah. What's the most uh, expensive piece of real estate that you've sold through TikTok? So I have a buyer who was looking at a $24 million penthouse a couple of weeks ago. So that's from TikTok. If that goes through, that will be very nice. That will be very nice. <laughs> that will be like new neighborhood. Like yeah. you move to a new neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy a building. <laughs> that would no, be yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then apart from that… Um, since the TikTok crowd is younger, yeah. they're generally smaller apartments, which I, I like working with young people because it's such a cool thing to purchase property in the US. Yeah. It's so fantastic. And then those young people also become older people with larger budgets. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... And it's cool because I get to meet them from the start of their life journey and, and these... I get to grow with them. Yeah, exactly. And they'll probably be, become your friends, which yeah. is like the beautiful Oh my God, I have so many friends from real estate. There you Literally go. yesterday, I went to a concert with a friend from real estate. There you I go. helped her find an apartment and now we… Dance the night away. It's, it's amazing <laughs> in that way. So let's talk about a little bit about the brand partnership deals that you've been able to secure yourself and how you go about getting them. Yeah. Um, so most of the time they reach out to me, which is like awesome. And it's just because they saw my content on social media and added me to a list and I got mm -hmm. out of there. So you work with an agency? I do. Or, I'm okay. signed to Waylar. Uh, they're fantastic. I love them. Okay. And they so they found you. Uh, so we, we actually worked on a collab together with Adobe Express. Okay. Uh, and that was so much fun. And I loved their work ethic. So I was like, I reached out to them a couple months later. I was like, hey, uh, I'd like to be a part of your team. Yeah. And they said, yeah, let's do it. So then we joined uh, together. Yeah. Uh, and that goes to say, like, always ask people th for things. Don't be afraid to ask. It's very hard. It's hard, but it's like, 
Like, no is such a good answer because now you have an answer. Exactly. And if it's yes, fantastic. 100%. 100%. So the brands will reach out to you either directly or through your agent. Yes. And now when you have an agent, say someone reaches out to you directly, do you have to still get your agent involved? It depends on your contract, obviously. I kind of want that to be their thing because I have my real estate stuff to deal with. I don't want to deal with the brands and everything. Mm -hmm. They take a cut, but it's not anything significant uh, because we work on volume. For example, the the Pret deal that we were talking about, I think they paid me like $3,000 to make that video. Just to walk across the street with a cup of coffee. Yeah, and that's like a a low paycheck generally. Usually they're more. It's like crazy. And was that shot on iPhone too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So… Andy is on a yes. podcast with uh, Mr. Sirhant. They have it's called the Business of Influence. I have been tuning in for the last couple of weeks. You guys have about what have done about eight episodes, or, or I think somewhere around there. So how does that happen? Of all the people in Ryan Sirhant's life and in his circle, <laughs> he chooses this guy to be his co-host. Like to me, the, this is like it's how it's just so funny because Ryan is. He's one of the smartest people I know, I think. I'm sure. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it's just, it was just like a good match. I don't know how to explain it's it. It's a great match. I think that you two have incredible chemistry together. <laughs> and like, even though sometimes he makes fun of you, but it's like cute. You yeah, know? there's like tension. And like, like w- the podcast is perfect because I, like I said, I'm very casual. Yeah. So it's you're not usually that casual with your like boss technically. Yeah. Uh, and, and I then, think he's fascinated by you though. <laughs> I think he thinks that you're like an anomaly. Well, I mean, I, I think that he would have done what I did with social media if totally. TikTok would have existed when he was my age. Totally. Well, think yeah. about him and the crazy things that he used to do at the showings, like yeah, the yeah, show, yeah. like dressing up. He, and, he gets it. Yeah. He, totally. And he's very supportive and he's very open to a lot of different ideas that are like crazy. Yeah. Because he understands that the crazy ones are the ones that do well. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, actually. So he, how does that go? He just asks you, asks you one day, hey, I'm starting a podcast. Do you want to be my co-host? Yeah. So uh, we were actually uh, working on like possibly doing like a little show that I would do like rentals and like we would record it and post it on YouTube. Okay. But that was a little bit of work and it was just like the podcast was so much more organic and we would get to meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just decided, we, let's say, let's try this. So we, we did the podcast. We did the first episode. So uh, we just did the podcast and it's fantastic. Like we, the energy on it is great. We get to meet so many cool people. Yeah. And we're just going to keep on testing it out. Feel how it is. Yeah. It's yeah. powerful to have a microphone in your hand, right? It's yeah. kind of fun. <laughs> It's, That's how I feel about my phone. It's like I have the reach to meet, to like talk to millions of people. Well, this is what I always <laughs> wanted to ask too. Like, how do you not feel like a crazy person talking to your phone on the street? I think maybe I would feel it more in another city, but it's New York. Yeah. I think like it's. I just can't do it. I've tried. Oh, well, you gotta do it. I know. I, 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 if I do, I'll like whisper into my phone. Oh no, <laughs> I don't. I think I just have over time just become numb to like. You just don't care. Yeah, yeah. I just, just I just want to make content. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a great way to that's a great way to be. And you know what? The funny thing in New York is no one gives. No one up. really cares. Yeah, <laughs> no one cares. No one even. I honestly don't even look at people anymore. They'll have full tripod out like by yeah. themselves, and I'm like, do your thing, girl. Like yeah. you gotta get the gotta get the shot. <laughs> exactly. And you gotta view it the other way too. You might feel awkward in the moment, and you might think that one person's gonna judge you, but so many people are going to enjoy that content that you just posted. Yeah, it's true. So. That story will get hundreds of views. Yeah. Three people will like it. If one person felt the need to judge you on the street, it's just one person. Yeah. So if you could give people like five tips and tricks for for TikTok, what would you say that they are? Okay. One, keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Two, 
imitation is not bad. So find a content creator you like and imitate their content and add your own personal touches and then you'll develop your own style. Mm -hmm. uh, then three, you said five, right? Five is Wait, a you lot. You gave me a challenge there. Five is a lot. <laughs> see, look how easy it is though. <laughs> Let's see, four, that was three, right? Four, I, I will say, if you want to be a content creator, I think you need to get an iPhone and you can't really use Androids and stuff. Uh, Ditch the Android. Yeah, That's Android's three. not going to give me a brand partnership after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. They might be like, they might want to change your mind. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then lighting is very important too. I mean, obviously you've invested in lights here. It's I so important. Lighting, light makes yeah. something beautiful. One more. Um, I wrote a LinkedIn post about this. And it was essentially, don't be afraid to be a little weird. Amen. Don't be afraid. I've lived my whole life that way. Yeah. <laughs> be the weirdest person there because if you're the most normal person, nobody's going to remember you. Yeah. What do you prefer, TikTok or Instagram? TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> Why? Because I think you have more reach. Yeah. Uh, also, I do like how it's… <laughs> it's so funny because TikTok, the algorithm is so tailored to every single individual uh, that… Your For You page and mine are so different. And we're going to have… I don't even know how to find my For You page, by the way. <laughs> You'll have to show me when we're done. <laughs> but it, it'll make the content for you. And then there'll be like inside jokes within your niche of TikTok. Uh -huh. I'm sure there's like a bunch of kids my age with similar things I have in my niche. But then there's like inside jokes that get created within the app. Yeah. And that's why I love TikTok. Because you really get these really random jokes that are not funny. Yeah. <laughs> but they're funny to you because you're in that niche and you understand the joke. Uh, Other social medias are like more like… Like it's an Instagram photo, like everyone can appreciate that. I like how niche TikTok is. Yeah. So what still excites you at this point? Like what, what is next for you and your career in both real estate and social media? And how, what are you going to focus your time on? I want to focus on reach. That is my target now. Obviously still building my tiny community. But I want to reach out to more people. And I want to post on social media more. I just took a month break from social media. It wasn't like a full break. It was just like I wasn't really posting on TikTok, which was very important for me. Mm -hmm. I just want to post more. Yeah, honestly, okay. And interact more. And then eventually I want to become a developer in the city. But that's in a couple of decades. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're well on your way there. You, I think you said a small community. That's a, You have a pretty big community. Well, I want it to be much bigger. Yeah. <laughs> you want to reach as many people as you possibly yes, can. Yes, yes, yes. I want to be able to show these people these really cool apartments. Yeah. Because there's nothing like New York City. What's your favorite apartment in New York City right now? That's so, so, so tough. I can tell you my favorite building. Okay. The Empire State Building. building. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a commercial building though. What's yeah, your favorite residential building? It, it changes. It goes in seasons. And it really depends on the person because not everyone likes the same style. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of my favorite buildings I'd say in the city because it's so cool is the 56 Leonard which is the Jenga building. Very cool building. Very cool I building. Just, I went to a friend's house there the last week. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very cool one. And then uh, we… I'm actually listing a penthouse right now uh, for 19950. Uh, Where's that? In Chelsea. Nineteen nine. No, no uh, that's the price. Oh, oh, oh. 19, 19, million. 19, 19 yeah. million. Okay. Nineteen million nine hundred fifty. Any buyers? 000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful. It's called Jardim. Oh yes, I know the building. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw the video. Yeah, I, I just posted it on my TikTok. Yeah. Uh, penthouse is so cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So, any tips for young people that would like to get started in real estate? Yeah, uh, the best day to plant a tree is today. So get your license as soon as you can. Yeah. Um, and then from there, find a brokerage. Uh, if you need some guidance, shoot me a DM. Uh, like I said, my brokerage before is, was so crucial for my development. Um, I'm sure 
they would love to have new team members. Yeah. What do you think is important to look for in a brokerage? Support. It's why the other one, why these both my brokerages that I've been in have been so fantastic is because they're support. It is weird what I do, like posting videos on the internet. Like it is like not everyone does that. So they, they've always been both of them so supportive. Like I would say the craziest things and they'd be like there for me. And I'd be like, oh, can we do this? Like one time I told my previous broker to throw a Christmas tree out the window and he did it without hesitation. <laughs> did you hurt anybody? No, 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 no. Like I was downstairs filming. Like it wasn't like like crazy reckless. Oh, like, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it was organized chaos. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I was like, this would be funny content. Uh, and we did it. And yeah, I got views. Um, but yeah, just having a support system and not feeling like you're getting judged for your crazy ideas. You changed my mind about Gen Z. You really did. And uh, and I'm just, I'm proud to be in your space. And I love watching you do what you do. Thank you. And I can't <laughs> wait to see where it all goes. I'm so excited. Yeah. So everybody needs to follow Andy. So where can they find you on TikTok and Instagram? Really easy. It's Andy, like Toy Story. Andy, A-N-D-Y. And then my last name, Cleric. K-L-A-R-I-C. So username, Andy Cleric. And then you could also catch him on his podcast, which is The Business of Influence. And that's coming out on Tuesday. We or? post weekly. Yeah, you post weekly <laughs> We're still in our beta like stages. Yeah. Like we're figuring it out. <laughs> uh, I think we started around the same time, but I got yeah. double the episodes. Like, well, yeah, no, you, you guys are so efficient. Yeah, I was looking yeah. at your Instagram. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't mess around. I'm like, if I'm going to do it, yeah. I'm going to do it. Even if, like I said, I am, I'm doing it in the middle of the night. Like, yeah. you know, I care so much about the quality of the content that comes out. And, uh, you know, so I'm there. Yeah, I edit it. I edit all on my own too. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a hustle for sure. Um, but listen to the podcast. Follow him on all of his social media channels. But before we go, we have to do a little quick fire. Fire. Let's quick do it. Quick fire. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. What are the three things you think about every single day? My family. All have garden breadsticks. <laughs> okay. Every day. I love them. They're very good. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. I want an Olive Garden breadstick. What about, what about Red Lobster? The biscuits. The, the biscuits. That's really good too. <laughs> but yeah, I've only had those like two times. Good ones though. Uh, and then third thing is… I, honestly, I, I my brain explodes every single day thinking about like life. Like it's so crazy. Like… Because of the one, way that you… The lens that you see the world. It's just like, I, I always have reality checks and I'm like, wow, this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. I love that. Well, if, if money were no object, what would you do? Uh, what I do now. Exactly. Right yeah. I, I don't do it for the money. I do it because I generally have a passion for it. And it's nice that it makes money too. Well, <laughs> why we all do what we do at the end of the day. Unless you work in like, you know, for like the, I don't even know. NGO? I don't know. <laughs> um, if you had a warning label, what would it be? <laughs> he will talk a lot. He talks a lot. Andy talks a lot. But you know what? It comes from a place of like, uh, you're smart. I want to share. That's the thing. Me I want to share. Look, hello. You're in my. You're in my studio. We've got yeah. lighting. We. <laughs> I want to talk to. Yeah. I want to talk to. Um, and my last and final question: How do you take your oysters? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> I, so, side note, I don't like oysters. That's okay. It's okay. You could make it a metaphor. How do you take your life oysters? Well, I mean, my pearls support for my friends. That okay. is such a massive pearl. It, I would not be able to do what I do today without the support system I have around me. That's what it's all about. Yeah. 
that is what it's all about. Well, Andy, thank you so much for yeah. being here with me. This was Absolutely. so fun. I'm so excited. So Andy's going to show me some apartments now yes. because I have to move. So watch out. We're going to do some, are we going to do some TikToks? Yeah, we are. We're gonna do some Every TikToks. day. Document, document, document. Document, document, mm. document. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to World Your Oyster. If you like what you're listening to, please be sure to like, rate, and review wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. And while you're at it, why don't you follow us on Instagram at World Your Oyster, that's O-Y-S-T-A podcast. We're also on TikTok and YouTube too. So if you're there, why don't you go ahead and follow us, like it, subscribe, do all the things. We are so excited to be sharing this with you and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye-bye.